0: Word says, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Praise your name, Lord. Praise God. Only believe is what the Bible says. All things are made possible if you believe. Oh yeah. Come on. Alright, come on, put your hands together. For those who believe, all things are possible. We're going to believe in 2019 and continue in 2020. Hallelujah. Yeah. Here we go. You ready? Jehovah you, I trust in you. Bye, y'all. Sorrow, bye bye, goodbye to my pain now, bye bye, goodbye to my trouble, bye, bye. great goodbye, goodbye, bye bye, say goodbye fear, goodbye. you ain't welcome here Bye. I believe that God can do all things. And because I believe, I've got joy down in my soul. Because I don't have to worry about anything. Joy. Come on, put your hands together. Let's sing about this joy today. Hey, yeah. Ah, yeah. Y'all ready? There's beauty in my brokenness. Come on. I've got true love. I've got joy instead of mourning There's beauty, come on There's beauty in my brokenness I've got true love I've got true love instead of pain There's freedom There's freedom though you've captured me I've got joy I've got joy instead of mourning you, You give me joy down deep in my soul in my soul down deep in my soul did you give me joy down deep in my soul down deep in my soul down deep in my soul yeah yeah oh yeah Let's think about that joy unspeakable joy hallelujah the joy that the world cannot give and the world cannot take away hallelujah. Yeah. Here we go. There's beauty in my brokenness. I've got true love instead of pain. There's freedom. There's freedom though you've captured me. I've got joy. I've got joy instead of mourning. Cause you give me joy down deep in my soul. Down deep in my soul. Down deep in my soul. You give me joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. You give me joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. You give me joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. Listen. I've never been, been so free, caught in Your love for me. I've never been more secure, knowing Your heart, Lord. I've never been been so free, caught in Your love for me. I've never been more secure, knowing Your now sing it with us. Come on! I've never been been so free, caught in Your love for me. I've never been more secure, knowing Your heart, Lord. I've never been been so free, caught in your love for me. I've never been more secure, knowing your heart. Sing it again, come on, hey! I've never been been so free, caught in your love for me. I've never been more secure, knowing your heart, Lord. I've never been been so free, caught in your love for me. I've never been more secure, knowing. Down deep in my soul. You give me joy Down deep in my soul. soul. Down deep in my soul. Down deep in my soul. soul. In my soul. Let me say that again. I've never been so free, caught up in your love for me. I've never been more secure, knowing your heart, Lord. I never been so free caught in your love for me I've never been more secure knowing your singing with me y'all come on I never been been so free caught in your love for me I never been more secure knowing your heart Lord I never been been so free caught in your love for me I never been more secure knowing your down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, say you give me joy. Down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, say you give me joy. Down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, say you give me joy. Down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. Hallelujah! Thank you, God. It's like fire, shut up in my bones. Hallelujah! I just feel the joy and the love of God. Hallelujah! Because He is awesome and He is so mighty. Hallelujah! He's awesome and mighty. Hallelujah! He's a sovereign God. Woo! Say, mm, uh, now y'all should know this song by right now, so we want to hear y'all sing with us. Say, yeah, let's tell God how mighty He is. Are you ready? Here we go. Mm, uh, say, Lord, You're mighty. 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 Say, Lord, you mighty. Lord, You're mighty. Say, Lord. You're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Say, Lord you're Say, Lord, you mighty, Lord, mighty, Say, Lord, you mighty, Lord, mighty, Lord, Lord, you mighty, mighty, Lord, you mighty, Lord, you mighty, Lord, Lord, you mighty, Lord, mighty, Lord, mighty, Lord, you mighty, Lord, mighty, Lord, mighty, Lord, mighty, Lord, mighty, Lord, mighty, Lord, you mighty, your name
1: Praise him, all glory, all honor. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. You are a mighty God and we serve you because you're mighty, Lord. We thank you, Father God. You're awesome, Lord. Hallelujah. You are a mighty God and we thank you for being everything in our lives, Lord God. Hallelujah. Is he mighty in your life? Is he mighty in your life? Give him praise. Hallelujah. Give God praise. He's a mighty God. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for being mighty. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. If he's mighty in our lives, then nothing else gets the glory. Amen? If he is mighty in our lives, then sickness can't be mighty. Amen? If God is mighty in our lives, then lack cannot be mighty. Amen? There is nothing more powerful than the presence of God in our lives. Amen? Hallelujah. So... So with that belief and knowing that God is mighty, then whatever you face, whatever we face, whatever we see, whatever our mind, whatever our flesh, whatever our body wants to give glory to you, we have to stop and say, wait a minute. If God is mighty, if my God is mighty, then this cannot be mighty. Amen? so immediately we can turn, shift our, our mindset and focus on the mighty, awesome power of our God. Amen? Thank you, Lord, hallelujah. One more time. A huge round of applause for our mighty God. For our mighty God, amen, amen, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, you're mighty, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God, you're mighty, Lord, you're mighty, you're mighty. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. God is so good this holiday season. So we trust you had a wonderful Christmas. And with that wonderful Christmas, I'm reminded that we had an awesome service here Christmas morning. And it was an awesome reminder of really focusing on what the season is all about. You know, it is a season of giving, it's a season of receiving amen but most of all it's a season of recognizing Jesus Christ as Savior that when he was born he was born for a purpose amen and it's awesome that we get to know and hear about and read about in his word about that purpose amen he came as a sacrifice for us as an awesome grace gift for us So we can just focus on how mighty His Father is. Amen? So we don't have to worry about making any sacrifices. So we don't have to worry about giving a gift. Amen? We receive the greatest gift of all, and that's Jesus Christ. You know, it says in 1 John 5, 14 and 15, New Living Translation, and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. Amplified version says we're confident and then it references believers. Amen. Those that believe, you can't be confident in something you don't believe in. You can't be confident in something you don't trust. Amen. So what an awesome song to segue into service this morning. If he's mighty in your life, amen, then we can go to him with confidence boldly and as Pastor Arch has been teaching as a ruler and a conqueror and an individual as a believer walking in our authority here on this earth amen? amen believing that we can boldly go to him and 15 says and since we know he hears us when we make our requests we also know that he will give us whatever we ask amen whatever we ask of him so remember if you know his will for your life and if you're in the word of God it and form a relationship with him, amen, then you get to know his will will for your life. But as you know the will for your life, you know that you are a conqueror. And you can boldly make your request known unto God. So it's not like going to our mom and our dad, our sister, our brother, our neighbor, amen, and hoping that they may grant our request. Or let's go back a little bit. It's not like on Christmas morning, going under the tree, wishing you received what, what you asked for. Amen? But with God, you know that you will receive what you asked for. Amen? But remember, there's a little caveat. And we've been hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. And as 2020 comes in this year, we have to begin to walk in that belief. Amen? Believing on the one that we serve. Believing on the one that came this holiday season as the world projects. And was born and was born and, and not just born but died for us amen god is good y'all he's the conqueror he's our he's our savior he's our victor amen welcome to world Changes church houston this morning amen if this is your first time visiting with us I ask you to raise your hand or if you're seated stand any first time visitors this morning We have one up here on the front row, amen? Any more? We have two here, praise God. Welcome this morning to World Changes Church Houston, amen? We trust that you will definitely uh, enjoy the word coming forth this morning. And those of you streaming by um, internet, we welcome you this morning. And we just believe that, you know, this is the best church in Houston, Amen. Amen. amen? But hey, listen, as our pastor says, the best church is the best church for you, amen? And I know this is the best church for me, praise God. So let's put 60 seconds on the clock and let's do our wonderful, warm, world changes church. Houston, welcome to each other. Amen? Take 60 seconds to welcome each other. Hallelujah. Once again, welcome everyone. Welcome, welcome, amen. Amen, what a witty welcome. What a witty welcome. Hey, just a few announcements this morning uh, before we go into uh, our prayer. We want to remind everyone of the continual um, holiday service schedule that we have here at World Changes Church Houston. This Tuesday, December 31st, we will have our New Year's Eve service, which begins at 10 p.m. Doors open at 9 p.m. Teen and children's ministry available. Children's ministry will have a pajama party. January 1st and January 2nd, there will be no service here at our North location or Thursday at our south location in Perilene. So no evening service here at our north location or south location in Perilene. Where are all the women in the house? (laughs) Women in the house, make some noise. Amen. Radical Women's Ministry wishes you happy holidays as offers a gift just for you. Join us for our upcoming Radical Women's Conference titled Worth, March 19th to 21st in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Don't miss our annual gathering of women from all over the world to celebrate our value. This year features our very own Taffy Dollar, Sarah Jakes Roberts, Dee Dee Freeman, Laura Pickett, Stacey Pierce, and musical performances from Todd Delaney and Miranda Curtis. But our most important guest is you. This holiday season, we're offering $15 off of registration by using the code HOLIDAYS. Grab your seat today and be sure to bring a friend. Visit the website worthconference.org for hotel and flight discounts. Register Register or text RADICAL to 51555. We can't wait to see you there. That's a lot of information. It's at the communications desk. Ladies, secure your seat today. Amen? Amen? Last announcement, divorce care class. If you are contemplating or already in the midst of a divorce or separation, please join us for our 13-week divorce class beginning January 7th, 2020 from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Come experience healing and restoration that can only come from God. Say that again. Come experience healing and restoration that can only come from God. Details are available at the communications desk. Amen? Awesome announcements. We're at the time in service where, you know, you have a need, and and you say, I just want to touch and agree with someone. That's our prayer counselors to come down. Take this moment. If you have a need, We ask you to come and uh, join with our prayer counselors, um, just in a form of agreement. Amen. Remember, healing and restoration comes from God. Amen. And this is a time of agreement for whatever your need may be. Amen.
0: I give myself away. Mm
1: Amen. Amen. Well, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord all is well. Amen. Thank you, prayer counselors. Father God, we thank you that uh, yes and amen. Amen. Every need that we have is already answered. Yes and amen. God is good. Well, we want to uh, definitely prepare your minds, prepare your hearts for the word of God this morning. Let's uh, put your hands together and welcome our awesome pastor, Pastor Archie Collins.
3: Amen, well, hey, come on let's give God a hand, clap of praise, welcome, 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 if you need communion elements would you mind just raising your hands real quick and we'll get those to you, Merry Christmas again, Happy New Year, y'all enjoying yourselves? I told y'all what to do to enjoy yourselves. Don't let nobody stress you out. Amen. I hope y'all listen to me. On, this is going to be your gift. This is going to be what we eating. This is where we going. And that's the end of it. Amen. <laughs> Somebody say, no stress. I've been so stress free, free this holiday. I flew around and forgot what day it was yesterday. I thought it was Thursday. I looked up, I said, ooh, thank God we prepared these messages in advance. (laughs) I was just chilling on the couch. I got me this little chair. I I wanted uh, a recliner chair. I've been wanting one for a while. And um, my cousin over in Rosenberg, he put one online that he had. They they had it in the baby room. and wasn't using it. And uh, I said, look at God. I've been wanting one. It, it was real cheap too, it was favor it was favors like a normally like a full $500 chair, I just broke him off like 75 he was like oh that's good I said I'll receive it I'll receive it, you don't gotta do that, you know some people think that it's just about the money but sometimes you know the discount the money you didn't have to spend is, is yeah we call that favor I, I'm for I just had that happen this, this person I was um, uh, you know pay them a certain amount of month for nutrition and stuff and everything like that, and they just out of the blue was like, oh, just go ahead and pay this amount. They dropped it off by like 300%, just gave another discount. I said, Lord, you keep that favor, come on on through. We're going to keep that going. The, the money you don't have to spend is money made, amen? Amen. That ain't got nothing to do with communion. I just, I'm out here talking. Amen. So if you got those communion elements, go ahead and take them. Now this bread represents the body. Amen. What did the body of Jesus do for you? Somebody said everything. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it did everything, but it also healed you. It made you whole. Uh, this is something that's already done, not something that God's trying to do. It's not something you gotta work out on your own. It's not something you gotta beg and plead for Him. Uh, salvation, which includes healing, was and is a free gift. So when you take this bread and drink of this cup, it's not trying to get God to do anything. The Bible says do it in remembrance. Jesus said as often as you eat, as often as you drink, do this in remembrance of me, of what I've done, of what my body and my blood provides. So so right now, that bread you're holding in your hand is a representation, it's symbolic of the fact that you are already healed and whole. Now, I need to tell you this. It's not just healed and hold in your body. It's in every area of your life. What's another area of my life? My mind. You ain't going crazy. You just fine. Amen? Depression has no foothold in your life. Sadness has no foothold in your life. Worry, doubt, fear. The body took care of all of that and gave you victory. Amen? So even during this holiday season, when you feel like you're getting down, you go and get you some bread. And remind yourself that the body of Jesus already took care of this for me. Amen? Amen. So Father, we thank and praise you for the body of Jesus. And right now as we eat, we eat in remembrance of what is already done. And we call ourselves healed and whole in Jesus' name. You may eat. and again the blood represents the payment and what type of what did it pay for so I said everything yeah uh-huh but specifically sin there was a payment that had to be made for mankind's sin past present and future and the body did its job but the blood also did its job you can look at the blood of Jesus almost like currency like money But it never loses its power, it never loses its value, it always is enough to pay the price. Did you hear what I said? It's always enough to pay the price. Yeah, so when people come over and want to remind you over the holidays of all the bad you used to do and maybe what you just did or whatever like that, you just remind them, no, I got blood. I got blood in the bank. And it has already paid the price. And as a matter of fact, it didn't just pay the price for my sins. You can tell me it paid the price for yours too. Because while you're sitting up here judging me, I know you got something that we don't know about too. So we all benefit from the blood. So as you drink today, I want you just to do that in remembrance that all is well in your life because of the blood of Jesus. Amen, you may drink. And Father, we declare and decree that we are saved because of you. In Jesus' name, if you agree with that, say amen. Amen, Amen. let's give God another hand clap of praise. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise for actually saving us with the body, with the blood. We're delivered, we're set free, we're whole. One of the things I'm gonna continue to challenge us to do is as, as we mature in our walk as believers is to be very intentional, very intentional about everything we do. I want you to always be mindful of God and of Jesus and of grace and what it's provided. Because I think that kind of keeps us out of slipping into religion. You know, religion leads you to behaviors That are almost automatic without really taking in consideration what you're doing it for you know religion says get up and go to church on sunday but when i'm thinking about what god has done for me relationship says i can't wait to get there in a corporate anointing and get into his presence and a lot of times when you do things out of religion there's really no power behind it i mean there's a little bit of honor in there and so you kind of feel good a little bit about the fact that I went to church today or the fact that I sold an offering today or whatever like that but there's no real transformative power behind it that's why people begin to fall off you know it's, they stop giving they stop coming to church they stop worshiping they stop reading the Bible they stop doing this stuff because really they were just doing that out of religion and not out of relationship when there's a relationship there it doesn't matter what I can get from it, or whatever like that, it just matters, I'm doing this just because I love you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm doing this just because I appreciate you. And I'm constantly mindful of how good you are to me, so in return, I am just showing up, I'm giving up myself because of how good you are. And you know, and that's what God really wants. He doesn't want all the behavior just because somebody told us to he wants the behavior to be a reflex of how we feel because we're reminding ourselves of how good he is amen now i i I want to tell you now i can only know how good he is if i spend time with him i don't know who this is for but i'm just gonna keep going this way and then we'll dive into the actual message today but if I, i can only know who he is if i spend time with him Many believers, I think, have been trying to know who God is through what he's done for me in the sense of what he's given me, the stuff, the material stuff. So we don't really know if he's good or not because some of us are like, I don't know if he's really good or not because I don't have the house yet. I don't have the car yet. I don't have the money in the bank that he said I would have if I did this, this, and this yet. My, my, my marriage or my kids or whatever, it ain't all like it's supposed to be just yet. So I'm not, I know he's supposed to be good, but I hadn't seen his goodness in my life. And so then we respond based off of that. And I'm telling you, that's, that's the wrong approach. Now, the fault of that is a lot of bad teaching by, by us preachers. We've taught you that if you do this, then you'll get that. And then for some of us, for most of us, probably for all of us, in one way or another, it quite didn't happen that way. And that's because worshiping God cannot be, uh, I like what Dr. Dollar calls it, uh, he, he's been calling it in relation to today's current events, a quid pro quo, in the sense of you do this and you get that, that's actually incorrect. When you go back and look at like people like Abram and Sarai, before they came, became Abraham and Sarah, God just blessed them because he was good. Not because they did everything right, actually they did most of it wrong. Did you read, have you ever read that story? Many people. Are, I want to be like Abraham. Um, I want to be like David, an adulterer. Okay, but but you start looking back into the Old Testament, especially you see the shadows of grace all through it. These people did not do everything perfect, yet God was good to them. He blessed them. He performed and fulfilled His promises to them because He was good. And somewhere along the way in church, we went back to this rule-based system of. You do this and you'll get that. And we're supposed to be operating like Abraham and them did, which is, Lord, you're just good. Even when I mess up, you're good. Even when I don't act right, you still show up. Even when I may even have some doubt, you're still good and you're still God. And I trust you and I believe you and I love you. So, I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna worship you. I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna so do all these things, not because of religion, but because of relationship. So, I want us to be relationship minded from this day forward. Amen. Even as you sit here and, and you read the word together, we read the word together today and we walk through this thing, be relationship minded. Challenge yourself. It, it's, it is a challenge. It was a challenge for me to get over into this mindset because I was just so used to looking for what it. But if I do this, then this will happen. And I'm starting to see, No, you know, this whole thing about, we've been talking about all year about knowing God. <laughs> this whole thing is about just knowing Him. And when I know Him, I'll realize that the stuff I need is already done. And as we've been talking about, the, the, to see the manifestation of that stuff requires relationship, so the Holy Spirit can lead me to the finished works. The finished works. Not the worked on works, not the almost works, not the in a little bit it'll be done for you works, they're already finished. See it this way, it's like um, I saw somebody building a house around the corner from us and they've been working on it for the last three or four months. And how many guys know the people are not living in the house? Why? It's not finished yet. It's been like four or five months now and they've been working on it, working on it, working on it, and it's coming along, but I haven't seen the owners Take possession of that house yet because it ain't finished yet but the moment that house is finished the owners can show up and enjoy the house what the word says concerning everything in your life is it's finished I said "It, it says it's finished so if a house is finished yet it's unoccupied and it's already been given over What is that house waiting on? It's waiting on you. It's waiting on you to believe it's yours. It's waiting on you to believe it's yours and it's waiting on you to show up. Some of you believe it's yours but you don't know where it's at yet. You don't have the address yet and that is the job of the Holy Spirit to say, here's what's yours. Here's where it's located, here's how you get to it. And so I want you to be working on, Lord, I want to develop this relationship with you even more, not to get just the address of your stuff, but just because I love you, and the address will be a byproduct. The blessing and the reception of that will be a byproduct. It'll be something that'll come naturally because of your relationship with him. I know this this is like a a total 180 almost from from some of the teaching we've received in the past. I get blessed just because I worshiped in relationship. I am in a relationship with him. Mary, um, y'all remember Mary, right? Mary, Jesus' mama? Uh Uh-huh. Did she let God use her? I think she did. You know what happened as a result of her letting God use her? She got blessed for the rest of her life. Last I checked, it was three kings that showed up with all types of stuff. Now it was for Jesus, but how many guys know that Joseph and Mary probably got to enjoy some of that stuff too? They didn't do that to get blessed, but as a result of just being obedient and allowing God to use them, they got blessed. That's how the blessing works. You just, I'm in relationship with him, I'm obeying him, I'm walking with him, flowing with him, and then I look up and, and it's just blessing after blessing. I'm walking in the blessing because I walk in the relationship. Again, I don't know who who is believing for the manifestation of some things, but this is for you. It's by relationship. It's by relationship. You're looking for more money. It's by relationship. As I'm in relationship with him, he'll lead me and I'll discover everything I need along the way. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father God, I just thank and praise you right now for your children who are seeking your hand. I thank and praise you that today that we all realize you have already provided. And so I speak clarity right now so they can precisely see where to go by the leading of your Holy Spirit and progress to the next level that you have for them. I thank you, Father God, that through your word, they will discover each and every point of blessing that you have for them. And we'll be careful to not create a formula of how we arrive there, but only to acknowledge that it was you, Lord, who has already provided and led us to all that we need. We believe it and receive that today. Now bless this time, the rest of our time together that we have in your word. We're ready to receive from you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. If you agree with that, say amen. 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 Come on, give God praise for that. And I'll tell you all, somebody be like, what, wait, what? that wasn't a message? No, that wasn't a message. I don't know what's, what's happening, but it's been a few times now before we start the message, God like, has something specific that he wants to get out for some of you guys. And I hope it's blessing you. It's, it's not a traditional way of doing services and all that stuff, but I mean, guys know this ain't a traditional house. Uh, I said, this ain't a traditional house. Amen. I'm trying, I've just been trying to break y'all into some stuff before we really just have at it in here, but, but don't, don't come in here expecting tradition. Amen. Uh, just expect relationship. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, let's, if you have your Bibles, turn with me um, to, let's go to Galatians chapter three, Galatians chapter three, we're going to be continuing on in our message that this is whose house? house. Yeah, yeah. this is our house. Now, when I say this is our house, for those of you guys who've been around with us for a few services now, uh, what are we referring to as our house? The entire world. Yeah. The promise of God is that the world is ours. and I'm going to show you that uh, just as a little recap. But This is, this world was indeed given to us. Amen? And one of the points I want you to see today is I need you to trust that God gave you this world and he never took it back. He gave you this world and he never took it back. So the natural question that should be in your mind is then who has it and how can I get my rights and ownership back? And there's a really simple and good answer for you for that today. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 16, uh, I'm going to start off in the uh, King James. And uh, if you guys can cue up the NLT back there, that'll be awesome. It says, now to Abraham and what? And who? His seed, his seed were the promises made. So now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds, S, plural. It says, to his singular seed, it says, and he saith not to his seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is christ so what that scripture is saying is, is god made promises to abraham and he made it to his seed singular and not to his seeds plural uh, now if you read that too fast and just stop right there you would think that oh that just means to one person and everybody else must be disqualified this is why it's important that you read the bible in in full context amen because many people see that and say see no we're not abraham seed, but that was just to one person and, I, and i'm guessing that must be just jewish people because they're the ones that are supposed to have a blessing, so everybody else is disqualified. And that's why I thank God that we have the ability to read the whole word and also different translations to break it down even more to us in today's vernacular. So let's go to the New Living Translation. It says, God gave the promises to Abraham and his child. Now, is his child, his seed. Yeah, uh-huh. And notice that the scripture doesn't say to his children as if it meant many descendants. Keep going. Assume, yes. Uh, rather, it says to his child, and that, of course, means who? Christ. So God gave the promise to Abraham and to Christ. Let's say that with me. God gave the promise, God gave the promise. to Abraham, and, Abraham. And, to and to Christ. So Abraham has the promise. And Christ has, the promise. Christ has the promise. So what about me? Because <laughs> again, that, that ought to be the question like, well, what about me? Now, they got the promise, but you just said God promised the world to me. So how do I get in on this promise? Let's keep reading. Verse 17. This is what I'm trying to say, Paul is telling the church in Galatia. The agreement God made with Abraham could not be canceled four hundred and thirty years later when God gave the law to Moses whoa that's a pretty radical and strong statement if you are understander of the law because like you and like like me most of us have been taught that the only way to get a promise from God is by doing the law the only way to get blessed from God is if I do the things in the law But the law came 430 years after God gave this promise to Moses. And what this is saying is, is that when God promises something, he doesn't take it back. He doesn't change his mind. So it's saying that the law does not have power to cancel out the promise. Keep going. God would be, oh yeah, God would be what? Yeah, if he, if he turns around and says, Abraham, I'm promising you in Christ this blessing. But then he comes later on and says, oh, I think I changed my mind. I think instead of giving this to Abraham and to Christ, I'm going to change the promise and I'm going put these stipulations on it. I mean, guys know it's not a gift. It's not a promise if you start putting all these conditions on it. So then God would be in turn breaking his promise if the law was to cancel out this promise. That's amazing. This is right here in the Word. So right here we're saying that the law does not supersede the promise that God gave Abraham. Let's keep reading. For if the inheritance could be received by keeping the law, now they're calling the promise an inheritance. Do you see that? For if the inheritance could be received by keeping the law, then it would not be the result of accepting God's promise. Keep going. But God graciously, graciously, graciously gave it to Abraham as a promise. What that scripture is saying is, is very simply put, it's a gift. Not because he earned it. Grace means you can't earn it. You don't deserve it. It was just given because God is good. And it's, what it's doing is giving you a contrast to say the promise was given because God is just simply good. But the law says you only get good from God when you're good. So it's giving you a contrast to say, this is how the law works, but this is how this promise works. The promise is just a gift, and it's given freely, and it was given to Abraham and also to his seed, who is who? Who is Christ. Who is Christ. Let's keep going. Are you with me so far? Now, this is important. It's is important. It says, why then was the law given? Why did God give the law? Why, why, if you gave a promise, why come along and give this law? It was given alongside, alongside, alongside the promise. It didn't cancel out the promise. It was given alongside. Do you know what alongside means? While the promise was existing, the law came along, but the promise never went away. It was given alongside the promise. They were both happening at the same time. It was given alongside the promise, but then it says, this is why to show people their sin. The law was never given to get you out of sin, it was given to show you your problems. Keep going. But the law was designed to last only. Y'all see this? The law got an expiration date. It was designed to last only until the coming of the child who was promised. Who was the child? Jesus, who is Jesus Christ. Who also had the promise? Jesus had the promise and he was also the end of the law. This starts showing you that the power of the law is very specific and limited to just showing you sin. The law is not supposed to transform you. And when Jesus showed up, when the child showed up, when Jesus was born, the law had no more purpose for those who would believe in Jesus. Now, if you don't believe in Jesus, the law is still there showing you you need a savior. that's what when you have sin it shows you I'm a sinner because the law tells you all these things not to do and then people try to do it and say I I can't do this this 613 laws and I can do 612 of them but that one that one and then the Bible actually says if you're guilty of one you're guilty of all of them so I meant I got everything right but when I when I when I get in trouble man and I get my back against the wall I just keep lying Oh man, when I see that certain type of food, I just, oh, oh, that's my my weakness. (laughs) And the law is designed to show you that you can't do this on your own. The law is designed to show you that you need to do this the way Abraham did it, which is just trusting in God. The law is designed to show you that you need help, or also known as you need a savior. And so once the son or the child came, now the law has no more power because you don't have to try to do things by the law. You just believe in Jesus, whose body and blood, and blood specifically, pays the price for your sins. That's what we just took and talked about. So by believing in him and what he did and, and still is doing for me, I now don't need to try to live by the law system. So that's the law. Can I I get two people real quick? Because I want to show you this thing. Uh, Yeah, come on right here. Y'all just stand right here uh, side by side. So that's, this is the law, this is the promise. So the promise was given to who? Abraham and who? Christ. And the law was given to men, but specifically it was given to Jewish people okay now how many Jewish folk I got in the house because you might you might have you know some people that might be Jewish now if you're not Jewish the law wasn't even given to you there was something that was still in effect from Abraham and his seed and for his seed which is Christ called the promise and the Bible says the law was given specifically to Jewish people to show Jewish people, listen, you, you need a Savior. But we still look at the law and it still has the same power to show us we need a Savior. But when the child, Jesus, showed up, it says the law was designed to only last until the coming of the child who was promised. So if the law now has no more effect, what still exists? Step off to the the law. The promise. They were running parallel, it said, didn't it? But when Jesus shows up on the scene, there's no more law for me to believe in. It's just Jesus and the promise. The promise was Abraham's and it was Christ. So do you see what is in operation right now for the believer is the promise which is Christ. Do you see that? Now, if you want to still live by the law, that's up to you. God's made you a free will being. You can do what you want to do. I'm living by the commandments. Okay, but there's a promise that you're, that you still got. Why? Because he gave you the promise and he's not taking it Back. back. He ain't taking it back. How many people die and go to heaven without ever receiving the full manifestation of the promise? simply because of bad teaching or because of stubbornness and saying, I want to live by the law. But the laws come to an end because Jesus showed up. The child was born. We just celebrated that the child was born, and when the child showed up, that's why everybody was excited because it was the end of the law. That's all they knew at that point. It was just the law, the law, the law. That's why the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the religious people were tripping. Sorry, but that's what they was doing. They were tripping because they were like, wait, this dude showing up talking about all of a sudden he's the end of the law and that he's the way for everybody to receive the promise. Who does he think he is? And that's what he said. I am. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light. Anything you want is going to be through me because this no longer is the way to go. He was messing up people's jobs. He was messing up, you know what I'm saying? He was messing up a whole system that the world was operating by, and he shows up saying, This is no longer accurate. Kind of like some of us who preaching the message of grace right now, and the religious folk got a problem with it. Wait, you messing up our whole system. You fooling around and telling people that they're already blessed if they don't put a dime in the bucket. That ain't how we've been doing it. Well, the way he was doing it was kind of wrong. We was messing people's motivations up and people were given to get instead of giving the way Abraham did just to honor God. There's nothing wrong with giving, but if your motivation is to get, that's why you ain't getting nothing back. And excuse me for saying this this way to my uh, Hispanic brothers and sisters and my uh, Caucasian brothers and sisters, but especially in the black community. I'm tired of seeing, of seeing people give all their money away and get nothing back and stay in this impoverished state because of some preacher who told you that was the way. Whereas God has said you're already blessed and if you can trust him then you will sow yes, out of relationship and not out of obligation. That's right. And my Hispanic brothers and sisters said that happened in our community too, what you talking about? The priest's been doing that to us for years, and and, and you know, in, in the past have been doing that to us, too, making us feel guilty. And here's preachers showing up, like Dr. Dollar, myself and a bunch of others, showing up saying, "Wait, no, 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 that's, that, that's been incorrect. And folks are freaking out, because you know what that says? The law says, do good, get good, right? Yeah. Do bad, get bad, right? That's a system that does, is no longer in effect, correct? Sure. What have we been telling people? So, do good. And what? get good that's the law system whereas what it should be is i'm gonna give like abraham did i'm blessed and as a result of being blessed the bible says he actually gave a tenth that was the first time that was given was because he was blessed because god had helped him win this battle he got all these spoils and stuff like that and it said he worshiped and he honored god and he gave a tenth but we want to go by Malachi no Malachi says Malachi read it Malachi 1:1. it says to the children of Israel he they were reminding them under the law you guys aren't doing what you're supposed to do read you got to read it and it literally says and if you don't get back to doing the law the rules you're going to be cursed that was true to for them under the law but we've taken that scripture And we read it aloud in church when it's offering time, but the law was designed to last only until the coming of the child. So now that the child is here, the last thing I need to be doing from that pulpit is reading from the law and telling you that's how you need to live your life. Are you with me? Why? Because we're not under the law, we are under, yeah, this promise. promise which comes to us by grace. Now, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but since you said it, I'll just say it. <laughs> because of grace, we, are, we gained access to this promise. Woo! Grace freed us from the law and gave us access to the promise. But I wanted you to see that just because the law was in no more effect for the believer, it doesn't mean we're out there without a covenant or without a promise. This promise, it says, was still run in parallel. It never stopped. And here we are, day to day, trying to earn something that's already ours. Amen. Now, by now, thank you guys. Y'all give them a hand. Amen. Now, by now, one of the questions that should be popping up in your head is, you know, okay, well, this is awesome about this promise, but what, you know, what what's in this promise well we'll get to that in a moment let me just continue on this track but make a note like what is the actual promise then you know what what's the promise comprised of because many people think it's all types of stuff um and, it, and the blessing is part of it but but you got to see it in its context um where are we at verse 19 so it says but the law was designed to last only until the coming of the child who was promised god gave his law through uh angels to who to moses let's keep going verse 20 is it warmer here or is it just me Okay, somebody somebody said, just you warm. That's what I heard, just you warm. All right, well, maybe we'll just half of it back there, another half over here. All right. Um, Who was the mediator between God uh, and the people? Moses, um, for the children of Israel, he was the mediator between God and the people, so it says that God, through angels, gave him the law. Okay, Uh, let's keep going, verse 20. Now a mediator is helpful if more than one party must reach an agreement. But God, who is one, keep going, keep going, did not use a mediator when he gave his promise to Abraham. Do you see that? When God gave the law, he went through Moses. He used the mediator. But when God gave the promise to Abraham in Genesis, he talked directly to Abraham. He said, I'll make you and you'll be and da-da-da-da-da. It was a direct connection there. That, um. Thank you, Lord. Let me just make this point to you very quickly. If we're operating under that system, grace, which is connected with the promise and God talked directly to Abraham, understand that's the proof and the evidence that you need that God will talk directly to you right now. You don't need a prophet. You don't need an evangelist. You don't even need a pastor to tell you what God is saying to you. Yeah, we do teach. We do hear from him and all of that. But you are to have a direct relationship with him on your own like Abraham did. You can hear directly from My job is to teach you what I just said so that you'll know that you should be hearing directly from him. Think about that. Think about our church. we got, we got uh, about, i say 250, 300 folks coming to church on a consistent basis on different weeks. I, I and Pastor Melissa are supposed to hear for each and every one of y'all, what God wants y'all to do with y'all lives. I mean, but that's what some people make you think, that only the pastors, only the priest, only the whomever, only the person standing in the pulpit can tell you, thus saith the Lord. No. That's not even remotely how he set it up. He didn't use a mediator. When he talked directly to Abraham, it was all based on relationship. All right, let's keep going. Uh, 21. Is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promises? God's law and God's promises. Is there a conflict? Absolutely not. If the law could give us new life, keep going. We could be made right with God by obeying it. It says, if the law could give us new life, then we could be made right. So, what does that tell you? The law can't make you right with God. That scripture alone tells you the law cannot make you right with God. Then, if the law can't make me right with God, what can? Mm hmm. Keep going. <laughs> But the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin. So we receive God's promise of freedom only by believing in Jesus Christ. How do I get the promise? By believing. But not just by believing just anything. Not by believing that God is good not just by believing that church is important, not by believing that God is real, not by believing that there was somebody who walked the earth named Jesus. I gotta believe in Jesus Christ. I gotta believe in who he is and what he did. That it is his blood that does the job. It is his body that does the job and that his blood and body did the work so now I don't have to try to work to earn anything from God that's believing in Jesus and I'm saying that because like I said I've been in church for 40 years say for 40 years and I sat in pews just like you and your young people and I heard about believing in God but nobody did a really good job of explaining what that actually meant so I believed there was a God I believed there was a Jesus and that they were important and that he was the son of God but I didn't understand what that meant. I didn't understand that to believe in Jesus means I believe that his blood paid the price for my sins therefore I don't have to pay anything else. You bought gifts over the holidays and if you pay the full price for that gift and there's nothing else owed there's nothing else for the person who received the gift to have to go pay. You gave somebody a laptop, but if you gave them a laptop and there was still something old on it, and you said, okay, here's a laptop, I'm giving it to you, but there are six more payments left. Was that a gift? No, you just gave them responsibility. You gave them obligation. You might have gave them a curse. What if they ain't got that money? But that's how we treat salvation. We treat salvation as if God gave us freedom from sin and freedom from hell and that he delivered us, but we still got to pay something for it. He said, you're freaking holding my blood. He didn't say freaking, but he just said, you're you're holding my blood. (laughs) You, You got my body. I literally paid my life for it. Why are you trying to pay your life for it too? You already have it. Now, because I got it, if I love him, a mature believer is going to turn around and give their life back to him, but not to get from him. I'm giving my life to him. I'm sowing in church. I'm, I'm doing all, y'all, y'all cranked that mug up, didn't y'all? All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do all of this because I want to honor him, not because I want to get from him what's already mine. If you understand that, say Amen. So if I believe in Jesus, I'm believing in the body, I'm believing in the blood, and as a result, the promise of freedom is mine. Let's keep going. uh, Before the way of faith in Christ was available to us, we were placed under guard by the law. We were kept in protective custody, so to speak. Keep going. Until the way of faith... Was revealed. So again, it's showing that the law, it was a guardian over uh, the children of Israel in particular, but it was not the all in all. It was never supposed to be the end. It was saying once the way of faith came on the scene, once there was a way to believe and have confidence in the child, in Jesus, then you were no longer supposed to be trying to operate by the law. 24. Let me put it another way. The law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. How is man man made right with God? Through faith. Keep going. And now that the way of faith has come, if the way of faith has come, then the law is not the way anymore. But now that the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as our guardian. Keep going. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Did you see that? Now show me where it said only those who never fornicate. Only those who never commit adultery. Only those who are not homosexuals. Only those who are not liars. It says, if you have faith in Christ Jesus, that's the prerequisite for salvation. Somebody says, wait a minute, are you saying that I can be saved and have that sin in my life? I'm saying you are. Why, we, why, why Christians, why we gotta act like we, we, on Sundays we ain't got no sin? <laughs> like on Sunday, that's a special day where all sin has fallen off of me. And now I sit in your presence purified Dignified and whole. But come Monday, I'm back to my heathenish ways. You know, uh, it's, no, no. That, you're, that's, why the blood, that's why the blood had to do what it had to do, past, present, and future. And if you can get your attention off of the sin and get your attention on the Savior, He will begin to take the responsibility to change you from the inside out. I'm not preaching that you should sin. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying your sin problem won't stop until you accept fully the Savior. You've been trying to work the sin out of your life this whole time and you keep starting and stopping and starting and stopping and starting and stopping. You want to know why? Because you're still trying to do good to get good. And you're not believing in the Savior who's already made you a child of God. You are all children of God I mean you you watch movies about this type of stuff you know the kid uh, that was younger and it was the black sheep and then he got kicked out and just wants to be accepted just want to be accepted as a part of the family at the end of the movie there's a resolution when they finally accept them and then what happens to the behavior of the person all of a sudden their behavior changed because they were accepted as they were the Bible says, while you were yet sinners, he still loved you and sent Jesus. And if you could accept the fact that he's already accepted you, your behavior will change when you realize you're still a part of the family. Amen. We, we need to stop talking about this no perfect Christian stuff and really start teaching people what that actually means. That means everybody in this room right now has an issue. Amen. Just look straight ahead. Just look straight ahead. about to say what my issue is no I'm not that ain't none of my business the only way that I believe God would even tell me what your issue is is if you've been ignoring him so much because remember he's gonna talk straight to you that if you've been ignoring him so much that is now boiling down to saving your soul and then he may tell the spiritual heads of the house, hey, go talk to them. And he may give us a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom for you about what you need to adjust. But God's not in the business of just exposing all your stuff. Why, why God want to embarrass you? But I know but that's, what, that's that flaky stuff we, we don't been taught and been a part of and, and flocked to see if somebody's mail get read. And I'm here to tell you Jesus read your mail a long time ago. And he still died for you. He still died for you. So I'm all, we're all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. He going. And all who have been united with Christ, is there anyone in here who is saved? I mean, you, some of y'all are like, I don't even know no more. Uh, <laughs> you believe in Christ Jesus and what he did for you you're saved so are there any believers in the house raise your hand y'all be be ashamed okay so if your hand is up and you're a believer you have been united with Christ in baptism you've put on Christ like putting on new clothes some of y'all got some new stuff for the holiday you put on new stuff, make you feel a little different, don't it? You got a, you got a different attitude, a different, different, little different walk, a little different talk. Why? Because something's changed. It says if you've been united with Christ, it's like you've put on new clothes. Keep going. There is no longer, now here we go, no longer who? Jew or Gentile. Why is that important? Now, if you weren't a Jewish person, remember in the beginning I said, how many Jewish people are in here? If you were a Jewish person, you would consider Gentile. And it was believed at this time when Paul was preaching this, people thought only the Jews could be blessed. Paul said, listen, when Christ came, when the child was born, when grace showed up on the scene, everybody became equal. There's no Jew and Gentile. There's no person with the covenant and nobody without one. There's no slave or free. Here we go for all the ladies, a perfect time to make some noise. There's no male or female. Now, he's not saying that don't take this and be talking about, see, I knew there was no such thing as sex and and gender and all that. That ain't what he's saying. What he's saying is, is when God looks at you through the eyes of grace, we all are qualified now for the promise. We all are qualified for power. We're all qualified for authority. We have equal access to Jesus, and therefore, we have equal access to everything he has, no matter your gender, no matter your ethnicity, no matter your status in life. He says, everybody is literally equal under grace. Why? For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now, see, some people got an issue with that. Because all of a sudden, that destroys racism. Mm-hmm. Racism is, is built off the exact opposite of this. I'm better, or this group is better, because of the hue or shade of their skin. Amen. You cannot be a Christian and be racist. Not a, not, not a, you, uh, remember what we said a Christian was? What's a Christian? A person who's believed, who really believes in what the body and the blood has done. The body and the blood equalizes us all. So how can I be a Christian and then turn around in my heart of hearts and still act like or say things or do things that line up with this person is better than this person? I don't really believe. You see why it's so important that we make sure we're preaching the gospel now? I I don't want nobody to end up in hell because you thought you were saved because you kind of believed. This got real deep real quick. But I'm serious, y'all. We used to say when we were young, when I was in church when I was young, I heard preachers say, "There's going to be people to end up in hell that we would thought would never be there, and there'll be people in heaven that we thought would never be in there, because there's going to be per- people in heaven that you saw sinning, but they believed." They believed they were still children of God. They stood up at those award shows and they did this, that, and the other and they gave honor to God every single time. But because of bad teaching and bad pastoring, they would still go out and go see him because nobody would tell them the truth because everybody had wrote them off. But God didn't write them off. And there'll be people that you saw sitting in church every week. There'll be people that you saw standing in pulpits every single week and you saw them on TV and this, that, and the other. But they had ways. Women can't be preachers. Women can't have authority in church. They had ways that were not his ways. Attitudes that weren't his attitude. So be careful that you don't take what the body and the blood has done for you, but not apply it to others. Be careful you don't look at the homeless person on the street and qualify them or disqualify them based on their status. Somebody say, please move on, preacher. Amen, I will. (laughs) Let's keep going. (laughs) It says, and now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs. How am I his heir? Remember way back in the beginning of this? He said, this promise is for Abraham and for his seed. But then it says... The seed was Christ. But then it says, you're Christ because you believe. So now you're united with Jesus Christ. And so the seed, the promise that was given to Abraham and his seed is a promise that was given to Abraham, Christ, and you. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you whatever was promised to Abraham is yours I'm going to go one step further this might mess you up but it's it's, it's the word I just read it to you whatever God promised to Jesus belongs to you is that Abraham got the promise Christ got the promise and who are you who are you united with? I'm not heirs of Jesus, I'm heirs with Jesus. I'm not just an heir of Abraham, I'm heirs with Abraham. Whatever was given to them is also mine. The Amplifier says it this way And if you belong to Christ, are in him who is Abraham's seed, then are you Abraham's offspring and spiritual heirs according to the promise. Say this with me. Say, the promise is mine. The promise is mine. Now, if you're in here and you read all of that, then your next question, your, one of your final questions should be, so what in the world is the promise? Because it sounds like I got something I haven't cashed in on yet. Sounds like something is laid out out there, you know that's mine's. It's like when they messed up those credit reports and they start telling people, hey, you go on and do this and do that, you got a check coming. Money you didn't know was yours. Some of you got promises that you just found out was yours. But sometimes we don't get excited about it until we actually really know what it is. Cause some of y'all are like, okay, I've heard this before. Yes, I'm. Yes, I'm an heir of God, and I'm an heir, heir with Jesus. And what's what's the promise? I'll show it to you. Go to Romans chapter four, verse thirteen, and we'll just stand in New Living Translation. Romans four thirteen. Are you getting anything out of this today? Now it says right here, getting right to the point. I'll read in the King James and then we'll come to the New Living Translation. It says, for the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. And not that was just what we read in Galatians? Amen. Now, in the New Living Translation, it says, clearly, God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on obedience to God's law. Keep going. But on a right relationship with God. Amen. Now, many of you have been taught that. If you have a right relationship with God, you're blessed. But we've taken that, I have to have a right right relationship with God by not sinning. That's the part that got twisted a little bit. If I have a right relationship with God, I can be blessed. I can declare healing. I can declare promotion. I can declare increase. That's not what the word says. It says a right relationship with God that only, that comes by faith. Faith in who? Jesus. Because when I have faith in Jesus, As we talked about earlier, I have faith in my way to the promise. But if I think my way to the promise is me, I won't believe in him. And I'll try to get the promise, not realizing I'm operating by the law. I cannot receive the promise of God by operating under the wrong system. And that's why the devil's worked overtime to try to confuse this teaching to keep you operating under the old system and not believing in Christ, who is your way and access to the new. You've been given the promise. What's the promise? Go back um, uh, one to the beginning part of this scripture. The promise is the whole earth. I want you to stop and think about that for a minute. What's in the earth? It's not talking about people, we were never given, Responsibility to dominate or have power over people. What's, but what's some stuff in the earth? Resources. What's be specific. Like, you know, what, what type of resources? Gold, diamonds, land. Somebody said oil. Yeah, cash comes from it, gets its value off of those commodities. He said the whole earth is yours. Now, why in the world would he give the earth to his children? Why would you? Why would you give your children an inheritance of your business that you worked real hard and built up and everything like that? Because you know they're going to do right with it. You know they're going to do right with it. So you're like, I'm building this up for the benefit of you and your kids and your kids. I'm making sure you're going to be taken care of and I'm giving it to my responsible mature kids because they're the ones that's going to govern it right. So he gave it to Jesus, and then by association of believing in him and having faith with him, it's also yours. Did you ever notice that the Bible never says that the devil was the king of this world? Just keeps calling him the prince over and over and over again. Want to know why? Because there's only one king. But you've been united with him. All them scriptures you just read, it says you were a joint heir with him. Last I checked, only rulers are heirs. You're now. He said, said, I'm out of here. Physically, I'm out of here. And I'm now leaving you. You're, you're, You're the ones here. If Jesus, who was the original heir that you're joined with, is now in heaven, and you're now still left here with me, then who's the kings and queens or the heirs that are left? Whose world is this? Whose house is this? And not just part of it. He said the whole earth is yours. I said it the other day. Many people are fighting trying to just get an apartment. And God said, I'm trying to give you all this land. He said, I got this whole thing over here set up for you. But if you won't believe me, you won't take what's yours. It's back to that house that was built. And it's finished. And God is saying, I got a purpose for your life. I have a reason why I created you. But if you don't stand up and accept who you are, you will never fulfill what I have for you. Not because I don't love you. Not because you're a bad person. It's because you don't believe. Because of who they said you were. Because of who they said you never would be. Because of how much money you got in the bank. Because of how young or how old you think you are. Y'all ought to learn something. The age ain't got nothing to do with it. There's these little kids on YouTube, 10, 11 years old, making millions of dollars. There was a meme that said that the other day. I saw it, said, and I'm getting up to work every day. And this kid sitting on there talking about, here's how you make hot chocolate. All because they believed. And, 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 and excuse me, let me be very specific. They didn't believe necessarily in Christ. They just believed that they could do it. I don't know if they were saved or not. There's wealth in the world that people are just laying hold to. And the true owners are sitting back waiting on God to just give it to them. Can I tell you something today? He already did. He already did, but it requires a relationship with him to know how to obtain what he's already made available to you. That kid, they had to do some work in the natural. This YouTube kid, he had to do some work, he had to do some research, he had to then actually do things and and post them and put them up and as a result of that effort, as as a result of that work, he now is reaping the benefits or she's reaping the benefits. Our work it's to not work like people who don't have a covenant with him. Our work is to have relationship with him and believe in that and then follow the directions he gives us. But we waiting on the preacher to tell us. We waiting on the next conference to show up so that we can get revelation. When your revelation is at 5.30 in the morning or while you're driving down the road and you're just worshiping him and, and, and talking with him and he tells you this is what I need you to do. But because it's so radical, we don't, we don't, we like, uh, I don't, I don't know about that, Lord. Why would he tell you to do something everybody else does to get the blessing operating in your life? There somebody else already doing that. Don't, I'll say the Holy Spirit, don't run away from the radical ideas that the Holy Spirit gives you. There's a lot of things happening right now in the world that would make no sense 10, 15, 20 years ago. Ain't nobody going to sit here and watch no video with no kid baking cookies uh, every day. Ain't nobody going to watch no video with no kid. There's, there's this kid, they just sit and review toys. Yep. That's all they do, just sit. And, and your kids or your grandkids or your nephews and nieces sit on, there, sit on your computer all day or your iPad or your phone all day watching kids review toys. That blew me well when I heard that. I said, what? There was an entire industry created for a lot of us when we would sit on Saturdays with cereal and pajamas on watching toy commercials. And they would advertise to us, and they paid those uh, TV stations a lot of money to sell us toys. That ain't how they do it no more. It's a little kid that sits there in the house and talks about toys, and they make that, that money that used to go to that... NBC, ABC, or whoever else, it now goes to that kid. In a lot of ways, directly. But somebody got that idea and executed it, no matter how crazy it sounded. Some parent let that kid get a YouTube account. They all believed just enough to let it happen, and look what happened. But Christians, we have those type of ideas. And we have that, that type of, and we, we just think it's just some crazy idea. That's the Holy Ghost speaking to you. That's him speaking to you. Do it. You hear what I said? Do what he says, because it's already yours. But to see the manifestation of what's been given to you spiritually and the natural requires a relationship. And relationship, right relationship with God will always result in obedience. Or another way of saying that is worship. I'll give you my life, Lord. I'll give you my hands. I'll give you my feet. I'll give you my mouth. I'll do all that you tell me to do. Why? Because of this relationship we got. That's how we do. Because of our relationship, Lord, I'll do whatever you want to do. A good relationship is one where I'm not doing this for benefits. I'm just doing this because you're good. I mean, God forbid in my marriage with me and Melissa, I I do only good stuff for her because of what I can get. That's not a right relationship. That's not a good relationship, is it? Then why do we think that's how it's supposed to be with God? But in doing the good, I'll get all the good anyway because he's good. So you got to ask yourself today, do I really believe this one scripture right here? Do I really believe that I have been given the world? Because if I do, one of the things I'll do is begin to spend more time with him. Spend more time with him. Why? Because I'm I'm not worried about much else. Why? Because I'm good. I'm healed. I'm saved. I'm delivered. I'm provided for. So I'm going to spend more time with God. I want you to look at that. Over the next couple of weeks how much time are you really spending with God compared to how much time you spend working on getting stuff now here we're not here what I just said I'm talking about do I spend eight hours a day or ten hours a day punching a clock to get stuff and then spend 80 minutes with God how much time do I really spend believing him? How much time do I really spend in relationship with him? How many times do I spend really trusting him? And then how much time do I spend with him turned off and my effort turned on? So that I can get that check. It's time that we flip this thing and get it the right way. Somebody say, are you saying don't go to work? You better, you better take your butt to work like God say do? That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying, because you can be on the job in relationship with him, worshiping him. Now, again, don't get deep in My pastor, your, your whole cubicle, you just, <laughs> but, but I think you get what I'm saying. It's just like we have this thing backwards. We turn him off, and then we got him in these pockets Sunday. Maybe, maybe in the morning if you kind of mature, you know, you pray. Maybe at night, maybe on a lunch break. But, but it's like we, we become non-God conscious at these certain times and we X him out. And he's like, no, I want to be talking to you while you own on the job. Because I'm going to tell you what to do and you're going to get increased an increase promoted. You're going to come up with ideas that they didn't even think of. I'm going to show you how to do that report and I'm going to show you how to do this and I'm going to show you problems that they didn't see coming. And before you know it, you're going to be owning the place. He's like, I, I want to be with you and on the weekends when you're spending time with family, and I'm going to show you how to get favor there. I'm going to give you wisdom about what's going on with your auntie and your uncle and stuff, and you're going to be able to speak life into their life. I want you blessed in every area of your life because you're going to be in constant communication and constant relationship with me, and I'm going to be constantly blessing you, just pouring out my love to you. You're going to be pouring it out to others, and as a result, they're going to benefit from my love through you because of our relationship. And as a result of people being blessed, they're going to seek you out. They're going to seek you out. That, any, if, if you're a business owner or, owner or manager or director, you know what I'm saying is true. You look for the people that got the solutions. Same with family. You look to hang out with the people <laughs> that don't bring drama and help make peace. And God is saying, that's, that's supposed to be you because you're in constant relationship with me. Not trying to come up with everything on your own, but let it just be an overflow from your time with me. You are blessed. This world is yours. You just read where you have, I just all I showed you was the biblical, technical right that you have. Now, when you walk out of here today, especially for those of you guys who are still on some sort of break, you just spend time practicing the presence of God. Practicing that relationship and you watch how much love and life is being spoken to you every step of your day. And don't you allow nobody, somebody say nobody, nobody. to come in and mess with that. You hear me? Because as soon as you step outside of the door, somebody, everybody act right in the parking lot, somebody, <laughs> It's going to try. I'm going to try to pull you back over into that you old way. Or i got to do this. Or i got to do that. No, I'm going to walk in him. I'm going to walk with him. And I'm going to learn how to practice his presence so that I can just experience his blessing and have others experience the blessing as well. If you understand that, say amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise for that. (laughs) Amen. So as we uh, wind up this year, uh, make sure you make it out. Um, Was it Tuesday night for our uh, New Year's service? Uh, it's just from 10 to 12 sharp. Uh, you'll have more than enough time to hang out after that, you know, and everything like that. Uh, but come, come and let's just hear from uh, the Lord for what's what He has for us for this upcoming year. This this year has been an amazing year, uh, and God has just had us focus this whole time on relationship with him and on who we are and on growing and maturing. Uh, And that's because I believe that he's been preparing us for the doing part now. The the living out, y'all can go ahead and play. Uh, The living out our sonship and living out who we are in him. It's like the promotion and the increases is now about to hit your household because he's like, okay, now, now they got it. Now they know who they are. They know how to, how to keep the focus on me and not on the stuff. So now I'm about to set them loose. That's what he's been telling me. He's about to let you loose on this world. And so I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready. So we're going to celebrate on uh, New Year's and um, they used to call it a watch night service. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to watch him perform and do what it is he's going to do. Also, we're going to be... Um, Uh, God had been speaking to me about, uh, licensing some of our, uh, folks who've been serving here as ministers. So that's going to be an awesome time. So you come and celebrate with those who are being honored with that way. Now, somebody says, what does that mean? They already been doing it. We just going ahead and give them license under this house to, uh, to, to continue to do what God has called them to do. And it means help for me and Pastor Melissa, too, to better serve our church and better serve our community and better serve our city. So how many guys know that, that one uh, or two uh, pastors ain't supposed to ever do it all on their own? That's right. Huh? That's right. Yeah. So so we're going to be releasing people into uh, the grace gifts that God has given them, and they'll be the first of many, um, and we're going to watch what God does. So that's going to also be on Tuesday night, so make sure you make it out for that. Amen? Amen. I think Michael's back there. So go ahead and raise your hands. I'm going to pray a blessing over you. He's going to come up and uh, get us closed out. Father, I just thank and praise you for your word on today, and I thank you that we receive the promise of the world. And we receive also the ability to... Have relationship with you to understand how to govern your world by love. We thank you that we're blessed because of Christ. Join us and as a result, we walk in your favor. I declare and decree victory all week for everyone under the sound of my voice and we're careful to give you all the glory on and praise for it in Jesus name. If you agree with that, say amen. 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 Come on, give God a hand clap of praise.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Archie. What an awesome word. Amen? amen. What a way to end out 2019. Amen. Last um, word of this decade. Amen? God is good. <clears throat> so, Pastor Archie said something I was sitting back there. I was like, wow. We're blessed. We're blessed. Amen? We're blessed, not because of what we did, but all because of of him. Amen? So because we're blessed, we get the awesome opportunity to give. Amen? Giving is a form of worship. Amen? It's a form of worship unto God. So uh, it's also a, a form of obedience. And why is that? It's obedience because you're giving what he tells you to give. Amen? You're giving what God has laid on your heart. You're not giving because Pastor Archie has put a number up on the board or or because we're asking you to give a certain amount. We're asking you to give because you're blessed, amen? So this is our opportunity to give. So there are envelopes on the seat backs in front of you. There's, uh, if you're giving by text, information is on the screen. Those of you streaming by internet, you'll see the information on the screen to give by text. Now, for those of you that um, this is your first time seeing this text number, this is our new number. We're now separate. Um, from um, giving and going into Atlanta so this is our text, giving by text so make sure you lock this number in to your phones, amen so when you have your offerings and your gifts, your tithes and you have that ready, let's hold it up and bless it in your, or your, or your phones, amen we thank you Father God, we thank you that this giving is blessed today and we, work, we honor you with our giving We honor you in this time of worship and we thank you that we are blessed because of what your son Jesus, the sacrifice, has already made for us. And everything we have need of is already provided. So we give out of honoring you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and sow our seed. Give it. Amen. And we thank God that when you give what you need when you walk out of these doors your needs are already met it's met now amen it's met now we don't live in a state of want like pastor Arthur said you hear me we do not live in a state of want amen we live in a state of acceptance and a state of receiving amen so i believe therefore i receive amen so we definitely like to uh, give the opportunity. Right now, the altar is open. We have three appeals. You know, you may be here this morning. You heard about this Jesus that Pastor Archie talked about, and you heard about this relationship this morning. We want to give you the opportunity uh, to definitely, you know, take this opportunity to, take this opportunity to learn about that Jesus in a more personal manner. So the altar's open if if you want to have that relationship with Christ that you heard discussed this morning but you feel like that's that's not where you are the opportunity is here this morning second opportunity is to join this ministry like I said in the opening earlier that th- this ministry if it's a ministry for you amen there's a ministry for you to join the best ministry for you is the ministry uh, you know worth coming to and being a part of so We definitely like to make that second appeal. If you want to join this ministry, come. Let's open and start the new year uh, being a member of of what God is doing. Thirdly, receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. So we teach Holy Spirit, we talk Holy Spirit, but there's also a gift along with that. And that's evidence of speaking in tongues. You know, it's a prayer language that no one knows. The enemy doesn't even know, but it's a personal prayer unto the Lord, unto the Father. Amen? So we also have that appeal this morning as well. So those three opportunities, those three appeals are present this morning. So we ask that you come. We ask ask that everyone else stand up, please, just kind of minister to those around you, offering those three appeals to those around you, because sometimes it takes a little more explanation or just a little more encouragement. So we ask that you take a moment and do that, please. Give
2: myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away.
1: Give me away
2: so you can use me.
1: This is an awesome time, you all an awesome time. Awesome time. So the altar is open. It's still open. I'm sorry. It's still open. It's still open. I give Amen.
2: myself away Amen. So you can use me. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. I give myself to you.
1: Thank you, Father. Let's just stretch our arms toward our brother. Amen. We thank you, Father God, for the acceptance, Father God, of, um, of your voice. So we thank you, Father, that every need is met, Lord God, and there's nothing missing, nothing broken. But we thank you that whatever the need is today, Father, it will be met this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, don't forget Tuesday night. Our New Year's Eve service, 10 p.m. to midnight, amen? So we have all day, some of us work that day, right? But we have all evening to do what we have to do at home and then come to service at 10 p.m., you know? Um, I, I was talking to someone last week and we were talking how it's just been an honor to every year make this a tradition for my family and that is to be in service Bring the new year in, ending that year giving God thanks, amen, but then bringing in that new year giving him thanks, amen? It it makes the world a difference. So it's not because I do that I'm blessed. I do that because I am blessed, amen? Out of honor and praise to God, I make sure I want to give him all the thanks and praise. So that's why I do that, amen? Let's lift our hands and, and be dismissed. Father God, we thank you that as we spend time with you this week, as we set ourselves aside and to formulate and to elevate and to cause our relationship to go to a new level with you, as we we consciously set ourselves aside this week, we thank you that we will hear your voice. We thank you that we will see and will experience all that you have for us. In the name of Jesus, we thank you that there's nothing missing and nothing broken in our lives. So as we go and walk in and live in grace, we thank you that we are the extension of your grace to others out in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all be blessed. Enjoy today's game with the Texans. Amen. You give me joy down deep in my soul in
2: my soul down deep in my soul you give me joy down deep in my soul down deep in my soul down deep in my soul you give me joy down deep in
0: my soul down deep in my soul down deep in my soul